welcome back to Pop Topic. We are here to discuss the last week of May 2021. I'm your host, Quentin Phillips, and, and to help break everything down is our co-host, Tristan. How are you doing this week? Doing good, Matt. Doing good. Now, anything new going on with you? Seen anything great lately in the last week? Uh, mostly just been watching movies for our podcast there. Yeah. I think I only got four movies left I have to watch. Wow, you're pretty um, much caught up to Andrea. Well, even though I have nine left on the list, there's five of them I've technically watched before, but I, I'm planning on doing a rewatch if I have time, but if I don't have time, I have seen them before, just okay. like a couple years ago or whatever. Nine I want to watch, four I have to watch. That's a good way to do it. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, me and the family have been watching that Mighty Duck show on Netflix, I mean on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I heard. Um, we're about halfway through that. That's pretty fun. That's, you know... It's pretty fun. I like that one. That's like a hockey movie, right? Uh, the Mighty Ducks? Yeah, The Mighty Ducks is a hockey movie. It's a TV show. Okay. Um, and Emilio Estevez reprises his role as going to Bombay. But now he's, he's old and given up on hockey. Uh, it's a, pretty, it's a pretty, good, pretty good show. Pretty fun. Kind of like Cobra Kai before. Yeah. Mighty Ducks. Not as good as Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, in my opinion, is a phenomenal television show. This one's only okay. This one's good, though. It's fun. I enjoy it for sure. I watched that Invincible show on on Amazon Prime. I've heard, heard that's that good. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's another superhero thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Of the past like, year and a half, or just the past year or so, I've watched about four TV shows based on superheroes, and my least favorite are the two Marvel ones. Oh, really? So what would be your ranking of them? The Boys, Invisible, Boys, Invisible, Falcon, Winter Soldier, then WandaVision. Oh, okay. And, like, and it, like, I liked the first half of WandaVision. It was the second half I didn't like. And I feel like for most like Marvel fans or whatever, it's probably the opposite. The first, I want everything to be weird and kooky like the first part of WandaVision. The very end, it's just super lackluster. Whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier are better and better each episode, I felt. Okay. Um, Interesting. I only saw the first four episodes of WandaVision, then I stopped. So. Yeah. So the first four episodes of WandaVision were probably the best four. Yeah. Yeah, and I and stopped then, because then they had that episode where they tried to explain how it all worked, and I was like, I just want to enjoy the kookiness. I don't need this, like, Marvel yeah, yeah, analysis. Exactly. Yeah, I had a feeling going into it was going to do that, where the first couple episodes were going to be really just, like, head, head first into this weird sort of, like, a sitcom parodying, and then the last couple episodes, they're going to completely forget and give up on the sitcom parodying. Yeah. And they did, and there was, there was, they weren't even trying to parody any sort of sitcoms in the end. And even the last couple episodes when they were still, like, trying to pretend, to copy sitcoms, there's only for the first like ten minutes, and then they just gave up on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah, like it very much felt like the first few episodes, like they were 1950s sitcom, 1960s sitcom, 1970s sitcom. Like, they were in it. You know what I mean? It was fun. And then, and then they just kind of gave up on it. And then at that point, it was just sort of like a generic superhero show that wasn't all that funny, wasn't all that great action packed, and you know nothing really going for it. So I didn't like hate it, hate it. But it wasn't phenomenal. It, was, it wasn't particularly good. Yeah, I really liked the second episode because that really felt like the style of like the classic 60 sitcoms because that's when it's like yeah. peak sitcom. I really liked the third episode, the 70s. Cause I felt that did a really good job of doing both where it felt like a 1970s sitcom, the jokes and the comedy and everything. But then it still incorporated like these superhero elements, and so you knew there's something bigger going on. And I like the whole idea of something bigger going on, but it was still mostly you know, covered in the sitcom sort of feel. Yeah. Um, I, I like that one the best. I feel that one did both parts of it the best. Where the first two, there's really, especially the first episode, it was just a sitcom parody. And then the last ones were just superhero show. 
there was no middle ground. I feel like episode three probably did the best of that middle ground where it was a yeah. sitcom, but something weird was going on. Yeah, like we're doing an analysis of the of a show from January. Yeah, that that's just how Pop Topic does it. We we go all yeah. We, we discuss twenty twenty one as a whole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah um, that was good. Yeah, I just watched Army of the Dead yesterday, the new Netflix movie. Army. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. How was it? It was, it was good. I, I had a good time. It was pretty chill. Yeah, it, it seems really fun. Yeah, um, I think if they made it shorter, I would have liked it a lot more. I felt like it kind of really dragged. Yeah. It was really long. Yeah, but it, it's like a zombie movie set in a, in a casino, right? Set in Vegas, yeah. In Vegas? Yeah, that seems fun. Is this supposed to be a sequel to a... um? His, his other no. zombie movie? No, it's no? just all right. on its own. It's all... Okay, that's fine. I'm happy with that. Yeah, even his at the other, beginning... The other one was a pretty good zombie movie, too. What was the name of it? Dawn of the Not Dead. A, Dawn of the Dead. I knew it wasn't Day of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. That makes sense. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, I've, I've never seen it, but I don't believe they're connected, because the beginning of this one showed how it started, so I feel like... Yeah, that's it's, it's its own thing. But, uh, no, I liked it. I thought there's a lot of fun stuff. I've... I guess you haven't seen the trailers, so I won't say anything, even remoted to the trailers. But yeah, it's a good movie. Uh, I just think Zack Snyder needs to like cut an hour every time, and then it's... yeah, he needs to make the movie shorter. He can't cut films down. <laughs> yeah, like uh, two and a half hours for a zombie movie is crazy. Like they only need to be two and a half hours. Yeah, zombie movies have one fun premise. It does not need to be long. So, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my only issue, the rest of it was fun. I had a good time. Uh, I do like the style of Vegas. Like, you know, it just looks fun. Yeah, the aesthetic from the posters and stuff, the aesthetic looks like it'll be really good. Yeah, I and will say the... Uh, that's good on. Snyder's aesthetic is normally pretty great. Yeah, his but storytelling it, and his editing are normally pretty bad. Yeah, yeah the storytelling uh, and editing were the worst, yeah. Yeah, but his, but his aesthetic, his aesthetic is normally pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, it's fun. And the aesthetic's good, but, like, the posters and stuff are, like, really nice. And it's definitely, like, more gray in the actual well, gray. <laughs> yeah that's true he just loves the color gray maybe he gets a discount on like the paint yeah well 300 i guess is all brown <laughs> yeah he just really likes uh vibrant colors in the trailers and then dark colors in the actual yeah. movie he loves filters man yeah but no it was fun uh, i would i would recommend it it plus even though it's two and a half hours, it's a chill fo- movie to just like go on your phone, just relax. Like you don't need to focus too hard. So yeah, I get to yeah. I'll check that out at some point. Yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd recommend it as like a chill watch. It was a good time. Uh, might be my favorite Snyder film so far. If that's saying much. I've, I haven't seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. Just to quickly add. Uh, you mean you didn't have four hours to burn yet? No, I, I had found time for two and a half hours, but four hours I need to find more time to commit to it. Um, plus, there's no site that has it, so I would have to like do it by other methods, and I don't really want to. If it was on Netflix, I might have found time. Anyways, I guess uh, to touch on, I guess to build off of Army of the Dead, uh, Dave Batista who was the star of that film and is the star of mind your favorite character from the MCU. Uh, I already oh, forget. Yeah. I, I forget his name. A Drax. Drax yeah. the Destroyer. How can you forget Drax's name? I haven't seen a Guardians of the Galaxy in a while, Tristan. It's been a good few years. Drax doesn't Him and jump Korg in. are the best characters. Him and who? Him and Korg. The rock guy from Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. I was like, who is Korg? Yeah, the, the rock guy. Character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock Guy is pretty cool. But yeah, Drax is definitely the best. 
Uh, Batista was saying that once... What's his name? Oh, the guy that directs the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, is it James Wan or James Gunn? James Gunn, yeah. James Gunn. Once James Gunn leaves the MCU project, which he said his last one's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Batista said that he's going to be done as well. So uh, yeah. We, yeah, well, they tried taking him off of Guardians of the Galaxy for whatever reason. I can't remember what it was. Can't remember the reason why they kicked him off, but then they put him back on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when they kicked him off. Bautista wasn't happy. Bautista, I think Bautista just really likes James Gunn. Yeah, it sounds like they're bros. Yeah, it sounds like they're just buddies. <laughs> yeah, which uh, you know, I, I respect that. So uh, if Gunn and Bautista. Volume 3 might be their last one. Uh, could we be seeing the end of the greatest character of the MCU, Tristan? Is the MCU over after Volume 3? Well, that's what I'm thinking. Do you think they're going to kill him off? Um, well, I did hear that James Gunn says that the third Currents of the Galaxy, there's going to be, lo- like, he's, like, hinting that there's going to be, like, lots of death, and we're going to, like, lose some favorites. Uh, but he always kind of hypes up his movies like that. But I thought that was just for show. But if Batista plans on that being the last one, maybe they will kill him off. I think they probably will. I think so. I think you, they you want to kill heroes Yeah, I think they want to kill off one of the guardians, uh, and I think he would be the one. Unfortunately, yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's like in the comic book, there's lots of guardians that they could you know introduce and stuff. Exactly, there's been more than just like the core five. That we yeah, have. that's why I think they would want to kill one off because then they can add a new one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's even if they have more guardians movies after this. You know what I mean? Yeah, if James Gunn is done, I don't really know who else would really make a good. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I don't know who would be a good director for that. I'm not too sure either. I would say Taika Waititi would be really good, but he, I, he's so perfect with Thor right now that I don't know if he needs to do another group of films. But I feel like yeah, he has comedy. Unless they really do just like merge the two of Asgard into the galaxy type thing. Yeah. Yeah, if they do that, I can see him being a good fit for the Guardians. I think his style of humor works. He does have the kind of humor, yeah. Yeah, him and Gunn are similar. Yeah. I've been off of superhero movies for a while, and if they get rid of the single best character, Tristan, that's it. Uh, I'll, I'll be devastated. They'll, they'll be yeah, I'm pretty movie. sad for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Drax. Yeah, Drax, man, he, he cracks me up every time. Yeah, he's he's always been a favorite of mine. I think he's, he's hilarious. Yeah, I think he's the reason why the original Guardians of the Galaxy is so high for me. Uh, he kills yeah, me. Yeah, he's so funny. Yeah, uh, and he really fit well. Uh, and as much as I love Drax... I feel like I've always had the hot take that I don't think Batista's that great of an actor. Uh, yeah, I think that is a hot take. I like, I like Batista. I mean, I haven't seen Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen that one. So here's one of his best roles. Yeah, I've so seen really very little of him. Seen... What? Yeah, I've seen very little of him to make this. Yeah, like, I've only judgment. seen Guardians of the Galaxy and My Spy. I think that's the only movie I've seen him in. Um, yeah. So I feel like I can't make an opinion off just those three movies. That's fair. I, I've also seen him in... The new Army of the Dead, obviously. And I thought he was yeah. fine. I, I didn't think he was carrying the film in any way. I thought he fit the rest of the cast in being okay at acting. I, I thought he was whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, My Spy, I thought he was horrible. But uh, Yeah, but My Spy was also probably just the movie, right? Well, yeah. No, it very likely was. I'm not basing it off of just that. But I do think... I just think he fits so well with Drax. So maybe he's one of those actors that work really well if they are... Hand, like if a uh, director handles them perfectly like similar to i guess obviously i think he's probably a better actor but ryan reynolds i don't 
think uh, Ryan Reynolds is the best actor, but now that he fits this Deadpool joking role in every movie he's in now, now that he has this shtick, now he's really good. So maybe if they just keep putting him in the same Drax shtick as like a side character that makes really funny jokes, I think that's good. But him as a lead, I don't know. I don't think he's a great lead. Yeah, I like that. I haven't seen enough to really have much of an opinion on it. I also feel like I gotta watch, you gotta watch Blade Runner also. I feel like that, I've heard of that that's, and that's really the only movie he's been in that's really trying to be anything more than just uh, okay. a silly action movie, isn't it? Or a stupid family movie like My Spy. Yeah, no, that's probably correct. I own that movie, so I probably should watch it soon. Yeah, I've never seen the original, so I never got around to watching that one. Yeah, I have both, so I haven't seen either. Well, um, there's like eight different cuts of the original, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there's eight different cuts, and I just checked here. I have the final cut. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. I think the director's cut is a de facto one, isn't it? Uh, I have no idea. Wrong. I don't know much about Blade Runner. I haven't even seen it. I know the, the theatrical cut's apparently terrible. Um, I mean, no sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, right. I, I don't really know which cut's supposed to be the best one. I mean, it's the final cut feels like it's probably supposed to be at the very least a good one. Yeah, if it's the final one, that means they were yeah. like, all right, we did seven cuts before this one. This is it. This is the canon one. It's the final cut. Make sure we say final on it so nobody after us can make a ninth one. Final cut. I guarantee you that's not the eighth one. That's probably only <laughs> the second. There's like two more after. <laughs> I like to think like number eight is the final, final cut. Yeah. The real final cut. That's funny that they keep changing it up. Uh, did did, yeah. Schne- did Snyder uh, make this movie with, like, the director's cut and final cuts and everything? He might as well have. Yeah, I feel like that's a Snyder move. I feel like every it movie, really when did. it comes out, you're like, all right, can't wait to see the director's cut now. Like, yeah. Do we want to say uh, over and under, like, what's the odds of Army of the Dead director's cut? I'm going to go under only because Netflix has been marketing this really strong going, this is the Snyder cut. Only uh, like all like their posts about the oh, movie and they? stuff. Yeah, they've been really pandering to this. Um, I think they know because it makes people even angrier at one of the big competitors, and it makes people really happy at them. So they're feeding this for all it's worth. Yeah, like we're letting Snyder do whatever he wants. This is his cut. That's funny. Also, you know, I don't want to talk out of my ass here, but I cannot imagine a longer Army of the Dead movie. Like, more than two and a half hours for a zombie movie? That sounds crazy. Snyder can. Snyder can control. <laughs> Snyder can. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if... To be fair, like, the cuts that they would be removing Tristan, they would not be the zombie action, right? Snyder would keep all that. So it would be, like, really useless dialogue, I imagine. Whoa, whoa. You're saying that not all the dialogue in Army of the Dead is quintessential to the film? <laughs> I think there are frivolous plot points and scenes that don't really matter overall and could have been cut out. Yeah, they're really trying to bring up this, like, father-daughter issues, and I figured uh, if they had a director's cut, it would be, like, an extra 30 minutes of that bad boy slapped in between. Oh, good. <laughs> Tristan's like, I want to wait for the director's cut. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not watching the original. Come on. Yeah. I'm waiting for the four-hour edition. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds, that, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I, I love Drax. I'm not going to hate on Batista anymore. Uh, I'm excited to see whatever else he's in, but it does sound like he's planning on leaving the MCU soon, which is good. I feel like make a few quick MCU movies and then try and do other projects. I feel like playing the same character over and over would be tiring. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. 
Yeah, like I feel like it's like working with a TV show. Like I feel like it would be very boring to be the same person over and over. I don't blame stars from like leaving their TV show and doing movies because it's new characters, new roles. Right, especially the TV show's going on for like eight seasons. Exactly, right? yeah. I don't no blame them at all. be on for that long. No, I agree. I think it also kind of just limits you, right? If you just play the same role, you don't really get to expand your acting style, right? Or your credit. Like... Yeah, yeah, that too. The best actors and actresses of all time. I think if you look at anyone's top 10 list of the best actors and actresses, none of them are people that were on a TV show or played. Well, maybe somebody well, has. Well, normally that's just this thing that were TV actors and only because. Yeah, but I was going to say, I was going to say, uh, you wouldn't see Robert Downey Jr. because he'd just been Iron Man for a decade. But I realized uh, people probably would have him in their top 10. So there I guess are some people. Huge yeah. MCU fans where their entire top 10 is just MCU. <laughs> I guarantee you. That'd be hilarious if you're like, hey, what's your top 10 actresses and actresses? And they're like, all right, well, uh, number one is Robert Downey Jr. And Chris Evans is close. He's definitely number two. But Chris Hemsworth, he was really awesome too. He's my number three. <laughs> yeah, they're like going down the list of the Avengers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, maybe yeah, Adam Vin Diesel in there because he's also oh Avengers my god and Fast and Furious. Oh, uh, Vin Diesel. Does anyone have Vin Diesel as like their favorite actor? I hope <laughs> not. No, I one... hope so. I want to meet that person. <laughs> no, if... <laughs> I I would like to meet that person too. No offense, but Vin Diesel may be my my bottom ten of all time. I think he's a horrible actor. Look, I I'm gonna be honest. I think they're actually like. I can't think of very many actors or actors that go, oh, they're a bad actor or actress. Like, they're just like, you know, most of them I think are, are fine, anywhere from fine to good. I, there are very few I point to go, that's a bad actor or actress. There are. Uh, Vin Diesel is one of them. All right? <laughs> I can't <laughs> No, yeah, he really can't. Like, and you could tell when his role in the MCU is just saying, I am Groot, which is great, but that's... They I probably, yeah, they probably really wanted Vin Diesel, and they like gave him the script, and like, oh my god, this guy can't do shit. Okay, we will give you the treat. Just, just please take yeah. a step back. And what do you think about a uh, Vin Diesel's claim that the love story in F Nine is going to be one of the greatest love stories ever told? How do you, how do we feel? I'm very, um, I, I was going to say excited, but that's the wrong word. I am very intrigued by uh, Fast and Furious 9. Uh, the reviews have just come out, and it sounds like a freaking shit show. I Yeah, I've only seen a couple reviews, but I've seen some that are like, this is absolutely awful. It's going off the deep end. And I think the other one goes, this is exactly what you, you know, it's just like, if you like all the other ones, you're going to love this one. It's just more of the same. It's great. So I've seen very many the people saying that like, it's just as good as all the other ones, and other people saying it's absolutely awful. Yeah, I expect this to be horrible, but to be honest with you, Tristan, these new these reviews are now making me want to see it. I thought this was just going to be another boring, crappy, Fast and Furious movie. And people do say, if you like the other ones, you like this. But those are few and far between. Most people are saying, this is the most ridiculous, insane gong show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and I'm it makes really no sense. Well, and, I like, I like yeah. most of the Fast and Furious movies. I do. Like, like they're, I don't look at like, I'm not an action guy. But yeah, they're pretty fun. They're just stupid, stupid action movies. Except for number six. Number six was terrible. But the rest of them are yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty okay. So this one I think is gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. So I'm definitely excited now. Now I've never I, seen yeah. one in theaters though. Uh, I don't know if that's gonna change here or not, but it might. Um, even if my theater opens, I'm not watching it in theater. Honestly, there's a lot of movies coming out that I want to check out in theaters. Um, and my theater's not even open yet, so. Yeah, exactly. I have a long list of movies I want to see. Uh, this isn't even in my top twenty for theaters. I don't really need to see this. 
Uh, Quiet Place 2 is coming out next week, Tristan. Uh, hopefully my theater can open up in the next month or so so I can see it. I need to see it in theaters. But I agree. Quiet Place is a quintessential movie to go check out in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked for it. I'm not, I know everything here is a lot. We're locked down until the first week of June or second week of June now, I think. But yeah. hopefully by the time the end of June rolls around, I can be in a theater watching Quiet Place Part 2. Exactly. Yeah, I, that's all I want. I just want to see them in theaters. That's really my biggest get. Like, there's a lot of movies that I'm more excited for for this year, but that's my number one for seeing in theaters. Like, that's a theater yeah. experience. Yeah, it's a theater experience. I, I don't think I've seen the first one since theaters, but I still remember it being a phenomenal film because that, that theater experience is one of the best I've ever had. Yeah. It's so good in theaters. Yeah, I watched it once out of theaters, and it was it was it was good. I like it. Movie. Yeah, I I do like it, but it's definitely not the same. Like the theater was the moment. It was amazing. And watching it, yeah. it kind of was just me remembering how cool it was in the theater. Like it was just fun to reflect. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the theater I, I was. Know, it. I'm, I'm probably gonna rewatch it before I watch the second one, just because why not? It's a good yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, the, the theater experience. I remember seeing that one in theaters yeah. with a big group of friends. One of which the person beside me was freaking out the entire time. It's a cool I don't think film. I've seen a horror movie before. Oh my gosh! Uh, it, it was a good time. It was a good movie. Yeah. No, I really liked it. Uh, so that's Netflix with Army of the Dead. Uh, a lot of streaming service updates. But for Amazon, have you heard about this talk with them buying MGM? No. That so terrible. what? That sounds terrible. Why you don't like MGM? I don't like Amazon. What? It's not MGM. MGM I don't like. like. Oh, you don't like Amazon? I don't trust. I don't like tech companies. When tech companies get a hold of a creative company, like a movie company or something like that, they always butcher it. They always butcher it. That's fair. I think I think it's more so to get, yeah, they're going to buy off M- MGM because they want to get another big studio on their streaming service for Amazon Is MGM Prime. a big studio nowadays? It's not like the top six, is it? Uh, yeah, it's probably not in the top six anymore. But apparently a lot of people were fighting for MGM to buy the rights to get their films onto their service. Uh, but it was Amazon that seems to be putting the most money into this because they're going to be paying $9 billion to get the rights to all their properties. $9 billion. That's a lot. But yeah, they're clearly not that big if Disney paid, like, what is it, $27 billion for Fox? Yeah, and then like later, the next story we'll be talking about Warner Brothers being bought. Uh, and yeah, that was the, way the, more. The Discovery and AT&T deal there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we'll discuss that next, of, and that was way A lot more. of shakeups in the movie industry here. Yeah, like. yeah. Uh, that, that's because we missed last week, so we got like two weeks of news. Uh, that it, The Warner Brothers was last week, MGM is this week, but for MGM, they with that, they bought 4,000 film titles. Uh, well, they're going to. Uh, they're still in the works. This isn't like Yeah, neither one of these two deals are confirmed yet. Yeah, but uh, with the MGM deal... The titles that they would be getting includes the James Bond movies, The Hobbit, the Rocky and Creed films, RoboCop, Pink Panther, the classic Silence of the Lambs and Magnificent Seven, and the TV shows including Vikings, Fargo, Handmaid's Tale. So quite a few things here, including uh, some reality shows that me and you like, Tristan, Survivor, Shark Tank, those are also included. Wait, Survivor is owned by CBS, not MGM. Uh, maybe CBS is an extension, I guess. I'm not too sure. No, CBS is owned by Paramount, I thought. Because I thought Survivor and Big Brother were all on Paramount Plus. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm not too sure. That was just on Are the list sure here. Are you sure this is a TV show Survivor or something else called Survivor? <laughs> maybe. 
So it says including t reality TV such as The Voice, Survivor, Shark Tank, Real Housewives. That's what they had here. Huh. I thought those were all Paramount stuff. Uh, we, we can double check later. Crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't hear this deal at all. That's pretty, it's pretty wild, though. Yeah. No, definitely a pretty big deal. Um... Yeah, yeah, there's a few that I had questions about, including Survivor, because I did thought it was connected to Paramount, not MGM. And then also Fargo. I thought that was a Netflix original, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I don't know about that. Yeah, I, some of the and Handmaid's Tale, isn't that a Hulu original? Like, I, I don't know where these, how these originals are connected to MGM, but... Maybe, like, I know, and maybe, yeah, I have no idea. Maybe MGM just made them, and the other, but then the other ones produced it, so when they own it, they paid for it. I'm not too sure how it works. Yeah, maybe they have, like, shared ownership of it. Like, maybe they'll be on both services. Like, Fargo will be on Netflix and Amazon Prime now. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I have no idea. Definitely pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, $9 billion for a slew of films that, honestly, great for Amazon, but I, well, I still have their service, so it's not going to change my opinion. But like, Listen, they're the number one most subscribed to service, right, in the world. Mostly because everyone has it because they have Amazon Prime. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like this is this is pretty huge. This seems like I, I'm this is like I mean I don't like it when tech companies own creative companies. They always butcher it. But I um, this seems fine. This should be good. This, like, I was on Amazon Prime like, the other day. I'm like, man, Amazon Prime really has like the worst content. There's nothing on there. Besides, like, there are a couple of original shows that are really good. Most of their stuff, like they have very little um, other good stuff besides like their originals. They have some decent originals, and other than that, it's just crap. I don't mind Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, for me, is a great secondary streaming service. You're not going to go to it initially. You're going to check out Netflix or or uh, HBO Max first to get to like the shows that you really want. And then... Once you watch all the shows you really want, I feel like what I notice a lot is when I'm on Letterboxd looking up what movies I want to watch, and I'm like, oh, this movie sounds good. Click on it, and then on the very bottom it says it's on Amazon Prime. I feel like it's all these little movies or shows that you don't really think about Amazon Prime has. Like, it's a fun little bonus service that has, like, good content that it's not going to be the first thing you're watching, but yeah, the uh, service is good to good check out. Because you're not really paying for it. Yeah, paying it's just like a bonus. benefits of Amazon Prime. And you just kind of happen to have it. You know yeah. what I mean? No one's going to be paying $8 a month for Amazon Prime because it's not that good. But um, it's good enough because you're not actually paying for it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I was looking up Coen Brother films and it doesn't have one of the best Coen Brother films, but it's got one of those mid-tier Coens. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, free Coen film on Amazon. That's great. Or for Bombback, you go Mary Stories on Netflix, uh, and then Francis Ha is on Amazon Prime. So Amazon Prime has, oh, like, it? all the side stuff. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. Which, um, which Coen Brothers films on there? On Amazon Prime? Yeah. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, I, just I just watched Burn After Reading the other day there. That's, That's a good one. one. That's, That's a fun movie. I, I really like it. I When we do the podcast, uh, Andrea is going to drag it down. She hates that film, but I really like really? it. It's very fun. I thought it was fun. Yeah, she watched it on her own. Uh, before, like Right before I got into Cohen, she watched him. So when I realized it was connected to the Cohen, she was like, oh, that sucks. Uh, but it's a real silly movie. Real silly. I like it. I, I had a really fun time. Brad Pitt's yeah. character, George Clooney's character. Really fun. Yeah, George Clooney's character. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Bring him Brad Pitt's character. Probably. Yeah, I know. 
Brad Pitt is so good. Yeah, even Andrew hates the film. Even she'll admit Brad Pitt's character is hilarious. He's so fun. So unlike other Brad Pitt characters. Which no, 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 it's so non-Brad Pitt. Like, I don't know why they casted him, but it was perfect. Yeah, well, he seemed pretty, pretty young. young. It seemed like it was probably earlier in his career, in all fairness. Oh, it was in the 2000s. Like, he did really? seven. Okay, see, I think it was going to be late 90s. I didn't, I didn't really check when it came out or not. Yeah, I think it was like um, 2004, roughly. Um, he so he definitely, he did great. Yeah, he definitely did Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like he already had Fight Club and Seven under his belt, but um, no, no. I thought this was a fun role for him. No, I, I really liked it. And yeah, Inside Lewin Davis. If you ever end up watching that, that's on Amazon Prime. I think you would like that more than I did because it's more like a film about music. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it was there's, good. A, there's a lot of musicals coming out this year, and I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you kind of brought this up because I was thinking of bringing it up. I didn't really know how to transition to it. But I just the last few days, I realized, yeah, there's a lot of musicals coming out this year. I know. I'm stoked. Yeah, this is the uh, the year of musicals. I'm really not excited for any of them, but I'm probably going to watch them all because they're all going to be like Oscar films or we'll watch it for the podcast. So I'll definitely I'm probably check most excited for In the Heights. I'm really stoked for that. And that's just the first one coming out here soon. Yeah, uh, I hope my theater's open by the time that one comes out because I want to see that one in theaters. Yeah, I'm not excited for it, but of all the musicals, it's the one I think is going to be the best. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, the one I'm yeah. looking forward to the most. Dear Evan Hansen, which I just heard about the other day. I, knew, I mean, I knew about the musical itself for a while. I didn't know they're making a movie of it, and I didn't know the movie was coming out this year until the other day. And uh, yeah, that one, I'm pretty excited for that one too. Oh, which one's that? What's the name of it? Dear Evan Hansen. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dear Evan Hansen. There's West Side Story, In the Heights, Annette, and I think there's a fifth one. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, well, there's a Canto if you count animated ones. Oh, I didn't even know about that. That's the new Disney movie coming out. I'm excited for that one, too. West Side Story is the one I'm really not. I'm like, I didn't love the original. I think the original was okay. And it won Best Picture, so like, I doubt this one's going to be even better. You know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't love the original. Um, although I like Spielberg. I trust Spielberg, obviously. I think he's a great, great director. So that one would probably still be pretty good, but... And, and I know nothing about that. I know I know Adam Driver's in it, and that is it. Yeah, that's all I know too. Adam Driver's the lead. Uh, that's all I know. I didn't know Adam Driver sing, but I'm excited to see him sing. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. I'm curious to say the least. Um, yeah, uh, they'll, they'll all be interesting. I'm also interested to see like if they all kind of just drag each other down, like four musicals all out of one year. Like, are people gonna bite oh, the time? Cool. The year's over. Are people just gonna be kind of like, eh. They're just musicals. Like, is it going to be stale? Yeah, I can agree with that. But, I mean, In the Heights has come out in the summer, and the rest of them also going to be fall releases. So I think at least In the Heights has a lot of time in yeah. the other ones. The other four, particularly the three live-action ones, the Disney one's going to be fine. It's animated and completely different. The other ones, I think, are going to feel real samey. You know what I mean? I do think it's going to be a little toppling over one another too much. I can agree with that. At least In the Heights has a good three or four months on its own, and people can just reflect on it on its own like they can talk about it and then the other three will all come one after the other yeah i can agree with that in the heights definitely has its own uh def- definitely has its own time period to kind of reflect yeah it's a theatrical window that there's no other you know musicals in theaters when it's going to be coming out there the few movies in theaters coming out it's coming out right when things are opening back up so i think it has a pretty good track here to do pretty all right for at least 2021 version of all right you know what i mean i think it's gonna be I think it'll be pretty pretty good for a musical coming out in a pandemic setting. Yeah, and I, I don't normally follow, like I haven't been following films as intensely as I have the last two years, but is this normal for a year, four musicals in one year? It seems like a crazy amount. No, that's pretty, well, 
for nowadays, it's pretty great. I mean, you've got to think back in like the 50s and 60s, musicals right. were the genre, right? It was musicals and westerns. But um, nowadays, yeah, this is pretty poor musicals, but all made by like actual production companies. It's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, like, Normally, you get like, like two to three, because Disney will almost always release one a year, or one every like two to three years, they'll release one at least. And then there's generally other, like, one other, you know, live action musical, whether it be like Cats or like Les Mis or whatever, La La Land. There's generally about one a year you get. And that's yeah. pretty much it. A couple of years, we're getting a few more recount things like Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man and, you know, those kind of those kind of movies yesterday, those sort of music films that are becoming real popular, the music biopic type things. Yeah, I would say... A couple extra. Yeah, I would say music biopic is different from musicals. I would agree. I would agree with that. I personally put them separately myself. Yeah. Yeah, I would have them separate. But yeah, it seems like every year there's... It's been one. 2020 was Hamilton. 20, or, uh, 2019 was Cats. So it seems like this year yeah. jumping straight to four or five. Well, Does I think... Were any of these movies delayed because of the pandemic? I think In the Heights was delayed, wasn't it? Um, I know for sure West Side Story was. Okay, sure I see. I was thinking both of them might have been. So I think yeah. that's the thing. I think we're getting at least like two years kind of combined. I think these were two years are kind of two each, which two is unheard of or anything, but now we're getting four in one year, yeah, and maybe that's just the thing with all genres. Maybe since this year's going to have maybe a lot. Maybe musicals are bouncing back, and I hope that's the case. I hope musicals are bouncing back. I hope we get like three to four every year. I'm down for it. Uh, I hope that's not the case. Let's uh, let's not bounce back. I'm good with one or two a year. Give me, give me at least two a year. Let's bump this up to two. I mean, okay, okay. All right, we can agree with two a year. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah, if I start watching more than two a year for our end-of-the-year podcast, then I go I like animated musicals, like Lion King and, and stuff. Yeah. That's great. That's, I think most people are sold on animated musicals more than they're sold on live-action musicals. Yeah. Uh, and, and there are live-actions I really like. Like, La La Land is gorgeous. I really like that film. La La Land is great. Hamilton's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I just don't love musicals, but I don't hate them. I don't think there's been one, well, you know, even Cats. I thought Cats was, like, hilariously bad. Cats, there hasn't Cats, been, yeah. Cats was a... Uh, I enjoyed Cats. Yeah, there that. hasn't been a musical that like makes me want to kill myself, I guess. But there's definitely not been one that makes me go, oh, yeah, that's in my top ten of the year. Uh, I don't think I've loved one of them yet. But, hey, Tristan, there's four shots this year. Four, four chances to make me fall in love with musicals. I'm musical. sure one of them is going to be a real stinker. Yeah, uh, uh, without a doubt, one of them is going to be a real stinker. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, I think three of them are going to be a stinker, and then one of them is going to be in the Heights. Yeah, I think in the in the hype, I mean, like, after the trailer, I want to go watch Godzilla vs Kong, and the trailer looks great. Like, I'd, I'd be surprised if this is gonna be the same. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the best chance to win me over. Um, I'm optimistic. I, I've everybody that's seen this film has said it's great. In the Heights, uh, <laughs> with Fast and Furious Nine, they both got their reviews coming out last week. So the last few days, we've gotten reviews for them, and unlike Fast and Furious Nine, people are stoked about this film like in the heights is apparently really good yeah and the music's done by lin-manuel miranda who did the music in the uh hamilton of course although it's yeah. also based on an actual stage play so i don't know how much is original music how much is based on the stage play i have no idea i haven't seen the stage play but um i'm excited for this one yeah um i'm not like stoked for it but of all the musicals this is the one that i want to see first which i guess it's coming first that works out well I don't think it's meant for me, but I think this is the perfect time for this film to come out. In the summer, people are just oh, yeah. like, some dying for something joyful and lively after the last year and a half. I think 
in the heights is, yeah. kind of exactly i think in the heights is really going to be a big hit and i'm excited like uh, i think this would just be a great film to just enjoy after this crazy year we've had uh it should be fun it'll be a fun film yeah well, let's, let's move, move on, on to the what's going on with warner who owns in the heights um yeah there you go speaking of in the heights uh yeah we have warner media who were bought up by at&t but at&t just sold it to discovery i believe uh, and let oh, me get. Okay, so I've been hearing a lot. I'm real confused about what happened with this thing here. So, uh, AT and T sort of sold Warner to Discovery, but also sort of bought Discovery. They they basically merged the two companies together for one own independent company that neither belongs to Warner or Discovery. It's now its own thing, combining of the two. But all the shares of this new company are being split up. Seventy five percent of them are going to the shareholders of. AT&T and 25% of the shares are one of the shareholders of Discovery. So it's sort of like a merge between the two companies that created its own independent company that's not owned by AT&T, yeah, but I'm also not, not owned by Discovery. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not 100% certain of exactly the details of everything. Uh, it's still in the works, but yeah, yeah that's, that's about right. It's not really being sold or bought. It's more so just being spun into its own company and combining with Discovery. Yeah, that sounds about um, right. And at this point, we don't, we don't have any news on whether or not they're going to combine the Discovery streaming service that has all like the Food Network and HGTV, um, you know, all the stuff that your parents like to watch, uh, and yeah. combining HBO Max, or if they're going to keep them separate. I think, at least for the beginning, I wouldn't be surprised if we see what Disney Plus has done with Disney Plus and Hulu and ESPN Plus, and they really bundle them together. We're going to get both for like the price, like 20 bucks or whatever, you know what I mean? That sounds right. Um, yeah, I, I feel they probably will be doing that, and then maybe combine them at some point or whatever but i i don't know for sure yeah and um, they sold warner media for 43 billion dollars yeah so a bit more than nine for mgm yeah it's worth quite a bit more yeah uh, and then another bit of news here for hbo is they're kind of changing how their service works because they're now going to have a like kind of like a lower tier where you can pay for it for a cheaper price. I believe it's going to be $9 or $9.99. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, for uh, the same service, but with commercials or uh, in between. I thought that was already a thing for HBO Max. I know some of the other streaming services do this, but I thought HBO already did this. Uh, that was Peacock. Yeah, Peacock's the one that's been doing yeah, it. Yeah, Peacock does it. I think Hulu also for sure has this. Do they? Yeah, I think they've always had this sort of split tier. Maybe. Yeah, I know Hulu More has tiers, but I thought it was just Hulu and then Hulu Plus, I think, where it comes with, like, live TV. But maybe there's a tier uh, below it. Yeah, I thought there was, a, there was a tier with ads, but I could be wrong, maybe. No, that could very well be the case. Um, but yeah, also for the commercial, uh, the, the lower tier does not include the movies that come out at the same time that they come out in the theaters. So you could not have seen Godzilla vs. Kong on the ad one. Which yeah, I think for sense. sure for this year, I would want the premium version to get the movies day and day. But after that, the ad version, I don't know, probably won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I don't have an issue with ads. But yeah, the big sell for Warner Brothers right now, HBO Max, I mean, would be to get the new films. So I agree. Might as well just go all out for that. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and then to extend off of that... Dune, which is one of their biggest films of the year, is in the talks to no longer be part of this deal. It'll just go straight to theaters. Yeah, or at least have some sort of theatrical window. Um, yeah. 
It'll probably be a pretty short theatrical window. Uh, it's not going to be the full 90 days for sure. Probably closer to the 45. Um, if not, maybe even shorter than the 45. But, I mean, this kind of makes sense. I know, obviously, Danny Villeneuve was very much wanting his movie to go to theaters. Dune strikes me as a big spectacle kind of movie you're going to want to see in theaters. Yeah. Um, it's going to have to be in theaters. Oh, no, never mind. They got rid of that restriction for the Oscars, right? You don't have to be in theaters anymore no. to be an Oscar contender. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of that. At least for last year. They said it was temporary, but I, based off of how the pandemic's still going, I think it's going to be a thing again this year. Yeah, if it's not, then for sure they're sticking this in theaters. I know this is one of their Oscar contenders. At the very least for the visual, you know, the... Technical, technical awards, awards yeah. you know, sounds, visual effects. They're going to want to run for some of those for sure. Um, yeah, no, it has a great chance yeah, at a, sound. What were you saying? Yeah, no, it has a great chance at like sound, visual, yeah. cinematography. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see this movie in theaters. Or I guess we're seeing all the movies in theaters, but given a theatrical window of some sort. Yeah, yeah, and I do think a lot of it has to do with Villeneuve was one of the most outspoken people about this change. We discussed this a few months ago. And so because of that and the fact that Dune is a part one, like they already have in the works with Villeneuve for a part two, I think they want to keep that relationship open so they can continue with the Dune story. And just continue working with Villeneuve is one of the, you know. Yeah. A pretty big name in Hollywood and puts out some pretty high quality movies, you know what I mean? They probably want to keep working with him. Yeah, no, for sure. Whatever relationship they can, you know what I mean? No, exactly. So it makes sense on all ends. I was not surprised at all that Dune, if I was to pick one movie of their slate that was going to take a step back from this deal, it would have been Dune. It makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, if they did that, with, did that with Space Jam only or something, I would have been pretty surprised. Well, I mean, come on, you can't, you can't see Space Jam on a small screen. <laughs> no way. No, no, of course not. Well, the legendary rematch between Toon Squad and Goon Squad, that's got to be seen on the big screen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. John James and Bugs Bunny going at it. Come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the last bit of news here, uh, and one that is interesting it was announced a week and a half ago i believe so a bit of an old news i'm sure you know of it tristan but it is the golden globes being canceled well, yeah i mean that was yeah yeah the golden globes have erupted yeah, yeah golden are. globes is hashtag canceled for the time being yeah yeah i and you know what i think we're all better off because of it <laughs> yeah i don't think anyone's really that upset about this no no, uh, Golden Globes is whatever. Uh, they've gotten into a lot of controversy the last few weeks. Uh, Tom Cruise and a lot of other celebrities sent their Oscar, or sorry, sent their Golden Globe awards back. Like they were like, "We want nothing to do with you. We no longer won these Globes. Like send them back." Like yeah, they got into a lot of heat over the last few weeks. So they're gonna oh, take a bit of a break. I do love about this. Do you know what sparked this entire controversy thing? Do you know? Do you know what started this? Like people hated Golden Globes for a while, but you know what started this? Re- this new look into the Golden Globes I, and. People realize how corrupted and crappy it is. I do, but I... Fr- oh, Emily in Paris? Emily in Paris. <laughs> it strikes again. We've been heralding the evilness of Emily in Paris for a year now, all right? And finally, people have started to see what we've been saying. Yeah. Yeah, pop topic. We've known from the start. Emily in Paris is up to no good. Yeah, that is that show is pure evil. Yeah, I love... Oh, man, how could I forget? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I forgot. Emily in Paris was the one that started all this. They, uh... For those that aren't aware, Netflix flew out members of the Golden Globes to set. They got the this luxurious five star hotel with all these gifts. That's so of course, being in Paris. Yeah, you know, of course, the the location being in Paris. So they're on set in Europe. 
in these fancy hotels with all these great benefits to really Which is fine. They do this for all different movies and yeah. shows. They always schmooze over awards and, and, and critics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're a better shot at winning. This is nothing new. No, no. Uh, this isn't Netflix being bad. This is how all studios do it now. It's just what makes Golden Globes pretty corrupted. And, you know, it's just how awards go. But yeah, that kind of came out and oh, it was hilarious. Didn't yeah. they also, then, uh, I don't know if there's this. What happened oh. was Emily and Paris sort of swept the Golden Globes this year and people were like, why? That movie was like, that show was like okay at best. But like, Emily's a bitch, a male hater. And so then people started looking into why, how do they win all these awards? They won nothing else for any other award show. Yeah. Um, and then they realized, oh, they schmoozed over the uh, the Golden Globes. And so then people were like, wait, are they just picking the people that schmooze them over the most? And the answer was yes. They were just picking the people who schmoozed them over the most. And so then people were like, ah, this is real bull crap. And so then then everything blew open. How like there, There's no black people. It's just white people. And there's only like 78 of them. Which most other awards have like at least like hundreds of people voting, yeah. If not thousands or tens of thousands of people voting. Here. Yeah, the Globes have yeah a couple thousand. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The Academy's a couple thousand. So yeah, seventy eight or whatever. Critic Choice Award, I think, is over ten thousand or something like that. Yeah. So um, the Golden Globes is crazy low. It's under a hundred. You know what I mean? So it's only like what seventy eight people are deciding the winner of what's supposed to be one of the biggest award shows. And so then M- NBC, the channel that airs it, are like, yeah, we're not airing this no more. And that effectively is the end of it. If there is not on TV, no one, no one already cares. And if you can't even watch it on TV, for sure, no one cares. I actually thought it was pretty blatant that they were smoozing people over and how controlled the Golden Globes was when music got two nominations there and nowhere else. Yeah, a movie, a movie that I've never seen but was panned by everybody. People saying that's a, you know, an abomination of film. Apparently, it's just terrible. And I got nominated for best, best musical. What? Yeah, yeah, it is pretty terrible. I saw it with a bunch of buddies, and it's like not even so bad. It's good. It's just bad. Like it's really not funny or anything. Like there's nothing. Like it's so bad, but you can't even laugh at it because it's like making fun of a disability. Like it's nothing enjoyable to watch. So the fact that it got two nominations for one of the most prestigious awards of the year and didn't get a nomination in any other award ceremony. Nobody even heard of music until it got two nominations from the Globes. Like, this is what made the movie kind of get some popularity because the Golden Globes got two nominations for it. Clearly, it was because the 78 of them got, like, a nice music pack. Maybe, uh, who who, who was the, uh, Sia. Yeah. yeah, maybe Sia, like, gave them, like, a private concert, and they were like, oh, wow, we love Sia. Let's give music a nomination here. If you want any more evidence of how crazy and off the rocker they are, they have a category all about best musical, and Hamilton didn't win. So it shows you that they, they clearly don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, maybe Lin Manuel should have like took them to Paris. Yeah, even though the movie's based in America. <laughs> yeah, let's get away <laughs> from America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There is a French guy in the film. That that's <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty funny. But yeah, that's just how they schmooze people over. It's just how it is. Uh, so I'm glad that they're going to kind of get it fixed. Uh, they're going to take a year oh, or two off. Don't fix it. Just, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Tristan. I don't want them to come back either, but they are going to come back. And let's be real. They're going to like change a few things to look nice. It's it's not going to change too much. They're just going to take a year or two break. It's going to be the same, but yeah. You think the Academy members are going to actually give up on all the free stuff they're getting? Heck no. They're just going to pretend they are, and then they'll just continue living their life. 
Yeah. They'll add a few more people, add some black people, because that was a big controversy, and then they're good to go. They'll go from 78 to 98, and then boom, they're they're back to where they were. And only only three of the new people they add will actually be black. They'll add seven more white people. Yeah, exactly. Good. Yeah, so it's not going to change much, but at least we get a year away from them. That That's good. We're all happy for it. Yeah, I don't know how they have so much power. No one really likes the Globes, but uh, I think it's because they're so bad. It's it, kind of like what I was saying about uh, the movie music. Unlike that film, Golden Globes are so bad, it's good. Like, it's so funny to see them nominate music and not give Best Musical to Hamilton when that was the only musical of the year. Like, they're crazy. They're, they're hilarious. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, like, when they gave Andre Day Best Lead Actress, I died that was so funny i loved it that uh, was wild that was wild yeah that, that what it, see i like the gloves they're so bad they're great i thought that was so much fun yeah i like them they're great but yeah that's just the uh, the golden gloves for you we'll take a year off of them do you think they're going to be back for 2023 do you think it's just going to be a one-year break i think they're gone oh you think they're gone gone i hope so wow tristan's a, i like how tristan just his predictions are based off what he wants. He wants Eternals to win, so that's his prediction to win. He wants Golden Globes to be gone, so that's his prediction. I like that. Uh, looking looking hopeful. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I wish they're gone, but they're they're probably not. So we'll but see. But now, Quinn, I have a question for you. Okay. Locked in a room, all right? Just an empty room. No, nothing else in the room. You and a rat. Do you think you can beat the rat in a fight? I don't know. Um, probably not. I think the rat would like bite my foot and I'd like lose my shit. Like I'd like go right but you in the can't corner. Go anywhere. You and the rat are stuck in the room till one of you guys are dead. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do I got anything but just my bare hands? Hey, bare hands. Yeah, yeah, no clue. Okay, yeah. Okay. If I had like a book, I think I could eventually hit it. But uh, if it's just my bare hands, I'm not going to kill a rat. You don't think you can beat the rat. What about a house cat? You versus a house cat. Um, a house cat's more doable. I think I could, like, grab it quicker. Uh, the, the, a rat's too small. I'd be, like, freaked out. Uh, maybe a cat. I think I could beat a cat. All right, because you, Gov America, who do, like, the polling for United States, like, polls and stuff, well, there's no election this year. So they run out of things to ask people about. So instead they start to ask Americans what animals they think they could beat in a fight. So this is unarmed, no weapons. And so in my mind, if humans are unarmed, so are the animals. So it's going to be like, like in like an empty room, all right? If we don't have a natural advantage of having guns and what, knives, they don't have the tactical advantage of having trees and bushes and things to hide in, right? We're just, we're just in a room here. Yeah. And so they asked what animals they think they could beat in a fight. Okay. And 72% of people said they could beat a cat, I mean a rat. A rat was, a rat was the, came in last year, but 72% of people think they could beat a rat, which that feels pretty easy. I feel like once I grab a hold of the rat, the rat's dead, right? Once you catch the rat, you, you beat the rat. I think it could be a cat. thinks they could beat a house cat. Um, who is this 31% thinks they'll lose to a house cat? I don't know, but a house cat seems pretty beatable in a fight. Yeah, cat, yeah, cat doesn't um, seem too bad. Yeah, what about a goose? Do you think you can beat a goose in a fight? <laughs> uh, goose are pretty vicious, actually. Uh, maybe not. They're pretty big. See, they're pretty vicious, but, like, I, they'll for sure make me bleed and hurt me, but I'll kill it, I think, eventually. <laughs> I think I, once I grab by the long neck, once yeah. I have the long neck, Yeah, I think grabbing the neck is key. Yeah, if you can get its neck, you're good to go. Yeah, and it's a really long neck, and you know, I mean, it'd be pretty easy to grab. I think that's pretty doable. That's fair. That's sixty-one percent of people think they can beat a goose. Okay. Then you got a medium-sized dog. 
which I think I can do a medium-sized dog. A medium-sized dog, 49% of people think they could be a medium-sized dog. So just under 50%. Yeah, I don't think I could. I think I'd lose up a dog. Like, I, I think it's a little vague on what a medium-sized dog is. Yeah, yeah, like, like if you could give me the dog, like Golden Retriever, is that medium size? I would put Golden Retriever as large. Okay, because I would die from that. Um, yeah. Yeah, give me a dog that's a medium size. Like a pug. A pug? That's that's medium? Pugs are tiny. Well, yeah, if you think, if you think like, like poodle, like toy poodles are small. Like, ch like chihuahuas and yorkies or shih tzus, those are small dogs. Then you got, you know, your pugs and your, um, what are the ones, like the, the, um, the brown, the brown They should have given a, the they should have just given a specific species to make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Okay. I mean, if medium classifies as pug, I think I could beat a pug. They're pretty fat. I think I yeah. Well, pugs specifically aren't really, yeah. yeah, they're pretty fat. They're pretty easy. What about an eagle? <laughs> no, I, I, to be fair, I think me and the pug would have like a tie. I think we'd both kill each other. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, I think I could probably possibly beat a medium sized dog. Medium sized dogs are real 50 50 for me. An eagle would beat me. All right. Eagle's going to win that fight. Yeah. Eagle's winning that. It's not even close, honestly. Well, 30% of Americans think they can beat an eagle. 30%. Well, it's America. They are the eagle. So I get that. And it's, like, I do think, like, like, like some, a stronger person, I can see, like, a person beating an eagle, but someone stronger and faster and more skilled at fighting than I am could easily beat an eagle. I don't think an eagle is, you know, no. impossible for a human to kill or anything. No. Eagle seems pretty beatable for someone who's strong and knows what they're doing. All right. Um, That's fair. Then what about a large dog? Well, yeah, large dog, I'm done. It's no, yeah. a pit bull would f me up. There's no way I'm beating a pit bull. <laughs> you know, like I'm, just, no. I'm not. It's not happening. No. Twenty-three uh, percent of people think they can beat a large dog. I want to see this twenty-three percent of the people. I want to see one. Oh, dude, it gets wilder. It gets. We have, we have crazier animals coming. Okay. Uh, chimpanzee. Seventeen percent of people think they can beat a chimpanzee. My gosh. All right. Uh, you um, don't beat the chimpanzee. You, you ever seen the video of the woman who got her mouth ripped off from a freaking chimpanzee or jaw ripped off from a chimpanzee? That shit's terrifying. Yeah, no, chimpanzees are wild. And then fifteen percent of people think they can be the king cobra. <laughs> Which, in all, in all, in all fairness, a king cobra is beatable. All right, you have you have to grab it by its neck before it bites you. You got one shot. Yeah. If, if it bites you just once, you're dead. Yeah, no, exactly. You, yeah. Like if you can stomp on it or grab it by its by its throat before it bites you, you win the fight. It's a 50-50. You have to fight a perfect fight, but you can do it. In I fairness, yeah. No, no, but, yeah. No, I was going to say, like, the King Cobra is literally just, like, the fighting the goose uh, in similarity. But for the goose, you have, like, plenty of time to just get a good shot at its neck. Uh, the King Cobra, you got one chance. I agree with you. You got one shot. But I don't think 17% of the people would be able 15, to take that one shot. 15%. 17 was from Penn Z. I think it'd be people. like, I think you have like a 5% chance of getting it. Like, you know, I will say this though. The I think you have a significantly better shot of beating a King Cobra in a fight than a chimpanzee. Yeah. I think you have a 5% chance of beating a King Cobra. I think you got like a 1% chance of being a chimpanzee. Yeah. Chimpanzees are huge. They're muscular. They're really, have you seen a shaved chimpanzee? Uh, it's I all fucking muscle, man. Oh, yeah, I muscle. believe it. Yeah, they're, they're big guys. 14% uh, of people think they can be the kangaroo. What? Oh, my gosh. That's 0%. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you can get any guy to beat a kangaroo. I think it's a 0% chance. No. I don't think Dwayne well, Rock if, Johnson... If it kicks you in the ribs, you're dead. If yeah. it kicks you in the ribs, you're dead. Yeah, I don't, I, no offense to the Rock. I don't even think Dwayne Johnson could beat a kangaroo. No. No. But 12% of people think they can beat a wolf. <laughs> just one, an offer, just one wolf, not a pack. But wolves are massive. Wolves are ginormous. Also, I don't want to like 
you know, stereotype the people completing this survey, but like, is this like a survey where you like scroll down, fill out the box and go to the next one? I, I don't I don't quite know about the survey. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, I, I can't even see Dwayne the Rock Johnson or any, like, actual strong, fi- like, dude bros filling this out. It's like, we all know this is, like, a bunch oh, of no, losers online. These are online. Archer warriors that sit on the couch. Yeah. yeah. These aren't. Yeah. These, these aren't trained fighters. The yeah. UFC fighters aren't filling out the survey. At this point in the survey, yeah, it's just a bunch of losers filling it in. Yeah, then you got Crocodile with 9%, but Crocodile feels kind of doable also. Yeah. Like, humans have wrestled Crocodiles for years. Yeah, honestly, um, I would say I think Crocodile would be less like I would put more money on the King Cobra and the and the chimpanzee over Crocodile. Crocodile is pretty slow. For sure, a wolf and kangaroo. A wolf in particular. Yeah. Humans have a shot shot against a wolf. Yeah, wolf and kangaroo. Have a chance. Yeah, wolf but and kangaroo is zero percent. But we still have four more animals to go here, oh Quentin, gosh, and they're right. even they're even crazier. All right, eight percent of people. So for the next three, it's a tie. We have a tie. Eight percent of people think they can beat a gorilla, an elephant, and a lion. All three of them are tied for eight percent for a gorilla, an elephant, and a lion. Yeah, you can't. Who yeah, no one can beat it. What attack are you doing to an elephant that damages it? Which weapon? Which With nothing. Attack? Yeah, literally your hands. Like what? What? What attack are you doing to an elephant that hurt it? Like the one, like the last, the, the only thing you have left because you don't have any weapons is you, you. You got your hand. You can maybe kick them. Or you can try and strangle them. Those are your only options, and you can't do either it's, of those. It's a UFC fight. It's basically yeah. you have every move you can do in a UFC fight, you can do in here pretty much. That's yeah, pretty much and you it, can't right? do any of those moves on an elephant. What are you doing to an elephant? Like, which attack are you doing to an Or a gorilla. What are you doing to a gorilla to hurt it? Yeah, a gorilla would absolutely sweep. But of the three, I think the lion would be the easiest to beat. The lion's the easiest, yeah. They're all tough eight. The lion, in my mind, seems the easiest. But the lion is just as easy as a wolf is. A lion and a wolf, in my mind, are pretty yeah. similar here. Yeah. Size, animals, strength of animals. Game I agree. animals are fairly similar. I agree. But then 6%, the elites, the 6%, the 6% right. are the strongest Americans. The strongest Americans out there. They can beat a grizzly bear. There you go. That, that's the 6%, baby. They got it. But the people I want to beat are the 2% of people that think they can beat an elephant, but not a grizzly bear. They go, I can kill an elephant and a gorilla. Grizzly bears where I've drawn the line. I can't, <laughs> can't beat the grizzly bear. That yeah. 2% of people are the ones I want to meet. I want to meet any of the eight percent that said that they could beat an elephant. Um, if if you if you filled out that survey and you said you beat an elephant, I would love to have you on the podcast and let's just talk about your like daily routine. What's your strategy? What's your fight strategy? Yeah, I would love to know the fight strategy. Yeah. What weapon are you? What 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 attack are you using to hurt an elephant? Yeah. Yeah. No. That that's that's great. Um, yeah, I would have died at like the medium-sized dog. So I, yeah, I, I would have drawn the. I could beat the rat, the cat, the goose. That's pretty much it, man. <laughs> Even the rat, I paused because I was like, man, that'd be pretty gross to touch one. But yeah, I guess for life or death, uh, I might be able to squeak by. But uh, a cobra, yeah, the chimpanzee, catch, the catching's the hardest part with the rat. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. Um, man, yeah, no, that's a, that's a wild survey. I never heard of those. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Isn't it great? Yeah. I, I'm glad they do stats like this. They should do that more often. Yeah, these are the only stats I care about. I don't care about polls for who's been in the election. Yeah, no, this is way more interesting. Uh, we should get a poll of, like, what food you can eat, and we should see, like, what kind of crazy food people are able to consume or something crazy. That's fair. Yeah. Um, man, that's... That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Um, 
So I would have like beaten like three of them. You would have beaten five, and we got some people four, out four, here. Four. I, only, I I th- I think I beat the medium sized dog. I'm not beating the eagle. The eagle's the fifth most beatable on here, according to people. Okay. I'm not beating an eagle. I there's the t- have you seen the talons on an eagle? Yeah, no, those, those things are crazy. Yeah, I'm not, and they can fly right. Even though we're in a room, it's also a band that can fly above me, right? Yeah. And I can't grab it from there, and they'll just swoop down and stab me with this freaking talons. I mean, the eagle's gonna beat me, I think. Yeah, yeah, eagle. I think would beat a lot more than what people have said, but you know, what can we say? Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely interesting. Um, so if any of you guys are listening and you said you could beat an elephant, yeah, definitely uh, let us know. I definitely want to know your uh, your your gameplay strategy here. Yeah, yeah. And most people, seem, the biggest drop off here is between the medium sized dog and the gorilla. There's a tw- like a twenty percent drop off there between the two of them, between the medium sized dog and the eagle. So most people seem to agree with me and you, Quentin, where. They, they're pretty sure they can beat the first three, possibly have a pretty even battle with a medium-sized dog, yeah. and then get their butt handed to them by everything else. So most people seem to have some common sense, but there's 30% of people going down to that 6% that can kill a grizzly bear with their bare hands. Um, I don't know what what they think they're going to do to the grizzly bear or the elephant. Is, the elephant side is the most shocking one in my mind. You know what? Maybe we're like judging too early. Maybe these people have already killed an elephant and they're like sitting on its corpse on their phone, taking the survey. They're like, oh fucking yeah, I did that, baby. I think at least, I mean some of them might have hunted an elephant, but like, there's no way they killed an elephant with their hand. Has it ever happened in history? Like recorded? Like no knives, no guns, just bare hands. They kill an elephant. I don't think so. Uh, well, yeah, I, not to my knowledge, but maybe that's because they also had no pen and paper to write it down and let us know. Uh, maybe that's they just, fair. maybe they, yeah, they're still out there without any supplies killing elephants. Who knows? That's true. Yeah. Quite a legacy they're living, uh, but they still have the supply of their phone to quickly take the survey and let us know. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. You can't kill elephants without a phone. Yeah. Come on. So, yeah, that's everything on our end. Uh, hopefully they release another survey soon so we can uh, see what else what else yeah. Americans are able to beat up. But uh, anything else on your end, Tristan? Got anything fun planned for the day? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to watch a, uh, The Ring tonight, I think. I'm going to pick that up from the movie store. The Ring, nice. Are you watching The American or the the original? Uh, the American. The American. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen The American, but I, I, the last few days I actually saw someone make a post about the the foreign one. I'm thinking of watching that one maybe because I've heard that one's better, and I like the original. Yeah, I've heard that one's better too. Or sorry, I like the American. I haven't seen the original, but yeah. So, yeah, maybe I should watch it sometime. I'm curious as to what foreign horror films are like. I've heard they're scarier, but uh, I've never seen uh, one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I have no opinion on them. Yeah, I've never seen a foreign horror movie. Yeah. Um, how scary can it really be, Tristan? You're too busy reading the subtitles to look at uh, the guys pop out of the screen. Honestly, I've thought about that. I'm like, yeah, I'm busy reading. <laughs> yeah. You're like reading it while a jump scare is going on so you don't even see it. Or yeah, what if like the that. subtitles ruin it? What if you're like looking at the subtitle and it says, and then it pops out from behind the wall and then it then pops out so you can like see the subtitle yeah. like ruins it. Do you think you can get it dubbed or do you think dubbed would also ruin it? I think dub would ruin it. I think it'd be... Uh, dub always feels very, like, cartoonish and fun. Which, like, for, like, an anime, it's fun. But, uh... Yeah. For an actual move live-action film, it feels kind of off. I don't necessarily love it. I mean, I think I watched Parasite dubbed. Oh, really? I think so. I, I didn't. Mean, I, can't, I can't remember how I watched There's it. a zombie 
foreign film that I saw. Train to Busan. So I guess it's kind of horror. If zombies count as horror. Forever or Train to Busan. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that recently and that was really good. So. Yeah. I good things with that one. Yeah. So I guess foreign doesn't really affect it too much. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Enjoy the ring uh, and have a fantastic day.